When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. It is Sunday, April 10th, and I'm your host, Blake Lane. And tonight, I jumped on this podcast to talk a little bit about the two things that happened at Auburn University this weekend, and that was one... The Auburn Baseball Tigers take two out of three games from the 12th-ranked Vanderbilt Commodores. Absolute huge series. The people showed up and showed out. And I think there was 11,000 people in attendance today, a little over 11,000 people in attendance at Plainsman Park. So that was absolutely huge. A statement, statement series win for the Auburn Tigers. Kendall Rogers hopping on Twitter saying, Hey, I didn't rank you last week, but guess what, Auburn? You're going to be ranked this week. So... And oh, by the way, D1 Baseball America said that Vanderbilt might be dropping out of the rankings. So how cool is that? You know, Auburn uh, jumping in there. And how long has it been since we've seen Vanderbilt fall out of the rankings? And Auburn was the team that could possibly do it. So just a really big weekend for Auburn baseball. And this team is absolute, just going bananas right now. They're on fire pitching, 
for the most part, which we will talk about, and and hitting, man. The, the sticks have been lights out. The defense has been lights out. Shout out to Brody Moore at shortstop, man. Flashing the leather. Just absolutely, just absolutely ridiculous stuff, man. They, they were picked to finish seventh in the SEC West. And like I said, it could possibly still happen. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of baseball to be played. It could possibly still happen. But right now, they are second in the SEC West, looking to be like a game out from Arkansas for first place. And it's just been an incredible season right now. I mean, incredible season. And that that's one thing I, I have to say about preseason rankings is, is they're trash. Because you underestimated this Auburn baseball team with people like Brooks Carlson and Sonny DeShera, the, the thick king transferring into this program and igniting, igniting the lineup. You know, I mean, Brooks Carlson stepped up Friday, and and Sonny Deshera stepping up today, in in with two huge swings. It's just been incredible, man. But first, the first thing I want to touch on is this eight A game. Okay, a lot of anticipation going into this eight A game. A lot of battles that we wanted to see. You know, we wanted to see wide receiver position. We wanted to see the offensive line. We wanted to see the quarterback play. And we were really looking at that secondary, you know, to trying to fill it out with guys like Jalen Simpson returning. And we wanted to, to get uh, a grasp on those things. And I want to talk a little bit about the quarterback position, okay, because I I see so many people arguing on Twitter, so many Auburn fans arguing on Twitter about who should be the starting quarterback, okay? And I tell people this all the time, all right? Take this stuff with a grain of salt, okay? Take it with a grain of salt, and here's why. Because your starting quarterback, in my opinion, didn't even play yesterday, okay? He didn't play in the A-Day game yesterday, He hasn't participated in a whole lot of spring because of his non-throwing shoulder, okay? So, did T.J. Finley perform well yesterday? First drive? Yeah, okay. Tip your cap to him. Good job. After that, look, he he doesn't have what it takes to be Auburn's starting quarterback, okay? I'm going to get on this podcast, and I'm going to say it as clear as I can, in my opinion, he doesn't have what it takes to be Auburn's starting quarterback. Just too many errant throws, the pocket presence, he just doesn't move around enough. Like I've heard multiple people say before, he's just a statue back there. The The footwork is off, sailing throws, and, and those, you know, over the middle of the field, man, you sell a throw over the middle of the field, it's usually going to end up going the other way. And so, there's just so much stuff with TJ Finley that it's he's a raw talent with a big arm. Don't get me wrong. But there's just so many things there that aren't going right. Like I mean there was a couple of times yesterday that he should have been sacked. The clock just isn't going off. And you got a guy like Robbie Ashford who transfers in from Oregon and what did what did Robbie go yesterday? What did Robbie go? I think with the twos, he went 11 of 13 for 127 yards. Looked really athletic, moving around the pocket, escaping pressure. Just you know, was a little inaccurate on some throws, and and a couple guys made some really nice catches. But 
with Auburn's offensive line and them not being that great, I kind of saw Robbie Ashford being a better Bo Nix yesterday. Okay? A better Bo Nix. A lot of people scream about Bo Nix. You know, oh, Bo Nix is gone. Now we don't have a quarterback. Well, I saw Robbie Ashford, who's a little bit more accurate than a Bo Nix yesterday, in my opinion. If you don't like it, you don't have to come at me. But in my opinion, he was a little bit better than Bo Nix. And he doesn't have the in-game experience at the college football level. I know that he's a transfer from Oregon coming in. But yesterday, going going up against the ones, he looked pretty damn good. And in my opinion, he knocked T.J. Finley out of this quarterback race. Okay? He knocked T.J. Finley smooth out of the quarterback race. Holden Garner, 11-13. I know he's not in contention for the for the starting job, and he's probably going to redshirt, but, man, the future looks bright for Auburn at, at quarterback. The future looks really, really bright. Holden Garner, man, an absolute stud. Accurate as can be, throwing it all around the yard. Uh, the, 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 the tight ends for Auburn, Luke Deal, uh, Fromm, Samuel Shanker, Landon King. The throw to Landon King and that catch, Holden Garner, man, I'm telling you, Auburn fans, the future right there. Just just give it a year or two, a year or two. Just, just hang in there, okay? So getting back to the Robbie Ashford thing, I think that he fits this offense a little bit better than T.J. Finley with the offensive line woes and, and having that athletic guy back there. I think it just I think that's the route this year. I think that's the route. And look, like I said, don't don't get too excited or too down about yesterday because I think the guy that takes the first snap in week 1 didn't even play, okay? But I like that athleticism that Ashford showed and I think he could eventually step in and, and be the guy. But the guy that starts week one, like I've been saying this whole time, didn't play yesterday. I've been on the Calzada train since he transferred in. I did an episode way back when, when he first announced that he was coming to Auburn and said he will be the starting quarterback week one. He will be QB1. So, like I just said, Ashford could be the move, all right? But week one, the guy starting week one didn't even play yesterday. T.J. Finley, it's just not there. We saw it last year. If it was there, I should have saw it in the Houston game. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If it was there, I should have saw it in the Houston game. Okay? So, wide receivers, it's a work in progress. All right? It's a work in progress. They didn't look bad. Malcolm Johnson Jr., hey. Dawson, Hey, Shedrick Jackson, you know, Javarius Johnson didn't play. So, hey, I think we're going to be okay there. I think we're going to be okay. I know a lot of Auburn fans are sweating it. I still wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get a transfer portal guy. I've been saying that for a long time. I think one guy is going to transfer in. I'm not sure who, but I think we get a transfer portal guy over the summer. I really do. Because there's plays to be made on the outside for Auburn. And I just think a guy could step right in there and and really make an impact. So, you know, moving to the offensive line, I saw a lot of people 
concerned about what went on yesterday with running the football, and I'm sitting here thinking, hey, no Austin, no Austin Troxel, no Nick Brahms, no Keandre Jones, and no Brandon Council. Okay, got to get back healthy, guys. Got to get back healthy. All right, got to be healthy. Don't be too concerned about it, man. Guys are banged up. It's a scrimmage. It's base plays. They know what you're running. You know what you're running. It, it, it's don't look for too much excitement out of a spring game. Okay. You're beat up. You had guys have surgery in the offseason, didn't play in the bowl games and things like that, man. Do not look so far into a spring game where you're over here, oh, well, Tank only had 12 12 yards on so many carries. Don't get caught up into that. Please, don't. I'm telling you. I think Auburn is going to be better than a 5-7 and seven football team. I know a lot of you don't believe that, but I do believe they're going to be better than 5-7. and seven. I believe they're going to be better than 6-6, six and six, okay? But one big key is they have to start 5-0. and up. Go look at their schedule with Missouri and Penn State. They have to start 5-0. and up. I, think, I think the other one is LSU. They have to start 5-0, and up, okay? You get LSU at home. You get Penn State at home. You get Missouri at home. Get your first five games at home. Got to start 5-0 before you go to Athens. Got to start 5-0. So, that being said, don't look too far into this. Don't go in thinking that Auburn's going to be trash. Yada, yada, yada. Okay? There's a, it's just don't base your whole season on a, on a scrimmage where you scrimmage yourself. Okay? Just relax. Everything's going to be okay. Alright? I promise. Everything's going to be okay. But I do believe, my, my final thoughts on this, is the quarterback battle is now down to Robbie Ashford and Zach Calzada. And I think Zach Calzada is the starter week one. I could be wrong. It could be Robbie Ashford. And I wouldn't be mad about it one bit. I wouldn't be mad about it one bit. And like I just said... Robbie Ashford could be the guy that eventually takes over. If Calzada gets in there and he struggles against a, a Penn State or, or a Missouri, or hey, Robbie Ashford could, could be thrown in there. I really believe that. But, like I said, Zach Calzada didn't even play yesterday. It's going to be okay. All right? So, with that being said, the 8A game comes to an end. And rewinding back to the Friday night, to start off the big weekend, I want to talk about the Auburn Baseball Tigers, baby. I mean, how can we not be excited about them boys? Huh? They uh they pick up they pick up a dub against Vanderbilt Friday night, five to one. Uh Hayden Mullins starting things off on the bump, looking really damn good. Carson Skipper coming in and Blake Berghalter closing it out. Them three guys, lights out Friday night. Couldn't be happier for them. And uh and I was without, I was lost for words, without words Friday night. I called my dad. I usually watch all the games with him and stuff. And I said, hey, I said, did you watch it? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, we, we beat Vanderbilt. I said, yeah. I said, we did, man. I said, Vanderbilt. We beat Vanderbilt. They're the, they're the Alabama of SEC baseball. On the football side of things. All right, that, that's how I view Vanderbilt baseball. And we beat them. 
We beat them. Crazy, 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 crazy to think Auburn takes two or three from Vanderbilt. I mean, <laughs> this team is hot, man. And and seven of nine of Auburn starters recorded a hit. And Friday night, Cole Foster and Brooks Carlson homered. And I was talking about that just a little bit uh, earlier with Brooks Carlson just a transfer in and, and Sonny DeShera also transferring in and, and how they underestimated this team. America underestimated this team. So don't get it wrong right there. Uh, but, but hey, Hayden Mullins went four and a third uh, scoreless, had one hit, and uh, he did walk six people, but that's okay. Hey, you worked out of it every time, kid. Great job. Uh, he had four Ks, and he ran into a little trouble in the seventh, I believe. Or No, it was in the fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the fifth. It was in the fifth. Uh, Carson Skipper come in uh, with the bases loaded and one out. And uh, he got a, he threw one pitch, man, one pitch and got a ground ball double play to get out of it. And Carson Skipper has been locked down from the left side all year long and has been one of our bright spots with the middle relief, man. And he comes in. If you don't know who he is, he's number 29, throws from the left side, throws has a nasty little slider, um, and a little a little hump on his fastball getting it up there. Uh, so, man, really big spot. Vandy could have could have definitely crawled back into the game right there. And you got your you got you got your guy Carson Skipper comes in there gets one pitch ground ball double play gets out of it. That's huge. It's momentum, absolutely huge. Um, and then, and then you got you know Cole Foster led things off in in the second with a solo. And then you had Rambush and, and Sonny DeShera single in the third, and that's when Brooks Carlson struck. All right, uh, yeah, that Rambush is a freaking hitting machine, man. It really is. Uh, you saw it today, Rambush uh, with down the line later in the innings, and and uh, really blowing that the game open today, which we will talk a little bit more about that. And then, um, like I said, man, Brooks Carlson, a transfer, and and. From Sanford, like Sonny DeShera, and and he comes up and hits one out in the left center over the wall, and bang, there you have it. Four out of your five runs in the first three innings. And then, like we just touched on, Carson Skipper comes in in the fifth, works out of a jam, and then uh, you got Burkhalter, Burkhalter, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, he comes in in the eighth, and he closes the door on Vandy. Just absolutely closes the door. It's his seventh save of the season. Absolutely electric out of the bullpen to, to shut games out. He's been coming in in the eighth and working the eighth and the ninth and just absolutely killing it for Auburn on that back end. And and going back to Carson Skipper, he, he gave up one run on one hit with two Ks and, and I think two and, a, two and two-thirds innings. So just... Those three guys, man, game ball to you three. I know, I know, uh, Brooks Carlson hit the three run homer, but the pitching was absolutely terrific Friday night. Okay, so we pick up a, a series win, go up one to nothing on Vandy. They come back Saturday and Vandy pounds us. Okay, it, it was looking good early. I think we jumped out to a lead Saturday and then Vandy struck and they hit a ball over the batter's eye and then hit one off the building and right. And then it was just a hit fest after that, man. I mean, it was bang, 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 bang. Bright had it early, and uh, it just 
it just wasn't our day, honestly. I mean, it wasn't our day. And that's how it goes, man. That's how baseball goes sometimes. You know, you get touched up, and, and you have the opportunity in a, a 1-1 series for a rubber match and, and Sunday to come out and, and assert your dominance. And, hey, you can't ask for much more, man. You can't ask for much more when you're Auburn and you were picked seventh. You were picked finished seventh in the West. Okay, you were, you were even picked to finish behind Alabama, and you can't ask for much more. How? How you're you're in a one-one series tie with a rubber match on a Sunday at your home park with the number twelve team in the nation who has absolutely dominated college baseball over the past years, and they are the dominant program in the Southeastern Conference. What more could you ask for? And you come out today and you put on an absolute show. Joseph Gonzalez, man. Hey, tip your freaking cap to Joseph Gonzalez, all right? Tip your freaking cap. Dude threw a complete game on like 100 pitches. It was somewhere around that area. I haven't looked it up or anything. But I'm pretty sure it was around 100 pitches. Complete game. Absolutely shoved. I think he had like eight strikeouts. Zero walks, people. Zero walks. Zero walks. What have I always said, man, in the Yale recap? Go back and listen to it. Uh, walks will kill you. In in college baseball, in any baseball, in any form of baseball, man, walks will kill you. Two-out walks, lead-off walks, any walk, it will kill you. And Joseph Gonzalez comes out today and absolutely shoves the number 12 team in the nation. Got ground ball after ground ball. Really nice. Auburn improves to 22-10 and 10 and 7-5 and 5 in the SEC. Man, 8-2 victory today. Just absolutely incredible, man. I'm stoked. I'm so excited for this team. I've been following them from game one, posting on Twitter nonstop about this team, trying to get people just fully invested in some Auburn baseball, man. We just went to the College World Series in 2019. Man, get invested, buy in. We could host a regional. We're second in the SEC West right now. We could host a regional. I don't think a lot of people realize that right now. We're in position to host a freaking regional, man. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. So, and another thing, man, like, I said all year in college basketball, hey, we had the greatest player in college basketball with Jabari Smith Jr. Dog, I think we have the greatest, I think we have the greatest hitter in college baseball. All right. We had the greatest player in college basketball with Jabari Smith Jr. And now you, you go to baseball, and I think we have the greatest hitter all right, in college baseball with Sonny DeShera. He was 3-for-5 today with two home runs and five RBIs. The dude can smash. And I told you all that when the season first started. The first at bat I saw him take out in Texas, I said, this dude is a freaking stud. All right, He is a stud. And, and to lead things off, Auburn went up two to nothing behind Deshera. Uh, he doubled, and 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 Hal come in to score, and then Carson singles, moving Sonny to third, and then Brody Moore singles up the middle to make it two to nothing. Just just right there, man, out the gate, Auburn strikes, gets on the board, up two nothing. You put the fear in Vandy right there, okay? You 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 are the you are the underdog, and you bang, you hit him in the mouth. All right, you hit the better program in the mouth. Hit them in the mouth. Let's see how they respond. All right? 
Vandy gets one back. It's a two-to-one game. Come up in the third. Sonny Deshera releases a three-run bomb. Bang, five-to-one. Hey, Vandy, there's your next blow. Bang, you just got punched in the mouth again. Let's see how you respond. All right, and then and then it, it's five to two. Vandy gets another run, and Blake Rambush bang base hit comes in, makes it seven to two. Auburn up five. They're feeling it, and then what do you know? Sonny D, the best hitter in college baseball, steps up solo home run, two home runs on the day. I think it was his tenth or eleventh on the year, something like that. Strikes again, makes it eight to two, and Auburn is dancing, baby. And they end up picking up the win. Just absolutely incredible stuff. <laughs> I can't believe I'm sitting here talking about this. I really can't, man. I'm, I'm lost for words because it was just an exciting weekend for Auburn baseball. Exciting weekend. I, I'm starting to feel like, hey, we're supposed to win these series, all right? Like I didn't feel, I didn't feel feared when Vanderbilt come to town. I don't know if any of you Auburn baseball fans, if you if you listeners who listen to this podcast, if y'all love Auburn baseball like I do, you know, usually like last year, I felt feared. I was like, man, I felt scared for teams to come to town. I was like, oh, man, you know, we're probably not going to win this series. I'm going to have to sit through this dreadful three games. It's just it's going to be really tough, okay? Well, this year, I'm sitting here going, hey, like, we can stroke, all right? One one through nine, dog, we can hit. We can hit. Bobby Pierce. Strokes. Dog, we can hit. I'm excited. Arkansas. We're a game out. We're a game out from Arkansas, man. Mississippi State faltering. We took two out of three from LSU. Ole Miss. All right, we stole one from them. They beat us twice at home. That's cool, but they're faltering. Alabama just swept them. Hey, look, there's Alabama, the team that they they picked to finish sixth in the West. Get out of here, bro. Take them preseason rankings, crumble them up, and throw them in the freaking garbage. Texas A&M took two out of three from them. We're second in the SEC West. What you got to say about that? Well, you picked you picked us to finish seventh. We're confident as ever. Confident as ever. That's how I feel. And the way the pitching's been, I feel like we can beat anybody. You put us in the tournament, hosting a regional at Plainsman Park. I, I feel like we can beat anybody. I really do. I'm not saying that just because I'm a diehard fan. Put put us put us in at hosting a regional in, in Plainsman Park. I'll be there. And, and I guarantee you, I feel like we, we can beat anybody in the regional. All right? I, I feel like you put us in a super regional, man. Put us somewhere in a super regional. Auburn could win two out of three against anybody in this country. I'm telling you. That's how well they, they swing the bats. They're hot right now. They're hot. They're rolling. Everybody's starting to see it. Kendall Rogers is starting to see it. He's tweeting about them weekly. Every week. Midweek. Weekends. Whenever. I mean, I'm telling you, they're hot, man. They're they're a really good ball club, and I'm excited. I'm so excited. But congratulations to Scheffler on winning the Masters. Uh, wire-to-wire finish, just absolutely incredible golf. Just got done watching that, and I think he four-putted on, the, on 18. 
uh, he was so he was so comfortable. But that uh, I think that that three putt right there that he missed that little three footer. He covered his mouth and he was like, "Oh my God, I missed it!" You know, um, just absolutely incredible stuff. And then, and then McElroy and 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 that chip in and and the the incredible moment there, just really good stuff from the Masters. And it was really fun, relaxing and and watching golf this weekend. And yesterday, we, me and the boys, we went and played a little golf at at Magnolia Grove and here in Mobile, Alabama, and Robert Trent Jones Course. And I mean, I was I was really driving it well. And just just piping drives all day, and I get to the 18th, man, and and I see the clubhouse off and off in the distance, and and I get ready, and I tee my ball up, and I take a few practice cuts, and and my Callaway, my Callaway driver, man, I make contact, and I pipe one right down the middle, and my club head comes off, and it flies at least at least 30 yards out in front of me. Y'all, I've never felt so gutted before. I've never felt so gutted before because when I started playing golf, like I bought I bought shit clubs. Okay, like I went to Dick Sporting Goods and spent like two hundred and fifty dollars on a set of clubs, like top flights, because I was so trash. And like this whole past year, I'm thirty one years old now, and like I've just invested into golf and like. I, like my irons and stuff, I still swing those trash clubs. But like I started slowly, like trying to master driving the the golf ball, and how could I get better and more accurate and hitting the ball, you know, straight down the fairway and stuff. And I went out and bought me a, a Callaway driver, and I've just really been getting after it. Almost, I mean, it feels like we play golf every single weekend, um, but we, you know, we play two to three times a week and. Yesterday, I, I've never felt so gutted before in my life, <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was upsetting because that driver, man, it it's been with me this whole this whole year, and I mean it just shattered yesterday, and so I'm gonna I'm I'm in the market for a new driver. So if any of you who listen to this podcast through and through, man, if any of you listen uh, and and have a driver that 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 I could get, man, or you have for sale or whatever I could look at, swing a couple times. Uh, I promise I won't break it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking, and I need one before I get back out there. So uh, just a really good weekend. I hope all of you enjoyed your weekend. And, man, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. And until the next one, I'm out, and I will see you guys later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 